I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. I used to carry a $100 bill in my wallet, not in like the normal billfold area, but I would fold it in thirds and I would tuck it behind, well, I don't know, you know, you have that spot in your wallet where like you never go and you shove like a business card or something in there and you don't discover that anything even exists in there until, uh, you know, some Christmas where grandma buys you a new wallet. Yeah, that's where I would keep it, uh, just for emergencies. Well, it turns out when you have $100 bills or $100 on hand, uh, really anything can turn into an emergency. Oh, shoot, I need some jeans. That's an emergency. Uh, I got that, I got that, uh, that practice, that habit of keeping uh, you know, just $100 in reserve uh, tucked away in my pocket. Uh, I got that from my dad. He, he did that uh, as I was growing up. And I can remember uh, a time or two there were some troubles with the car. I remember we got stuck in Chicago once while taking the train across country. And if it weren't for that $100 bill tucked away, uh, we would have been in some, some real trouble. The reason I bring up the $100 bill is because... Well, there is an effort and an attitude uh, that maybe it would be a good idea to do away with the $100 bill. No, no, no. I, d- I, didn't, I didn't read the study wrong. I-, I know that you and I have together on this program talked in the past about the worthlessness of, say, the penny. Yeah, you should, you should hear Doug Wright go on about this. He, he and I, uh, if you remember years ago, I, I worked with him as his producer. He hosted a program here on this, uh, on this radio station, of course, and we talked uh, often about uh, the uselessness of the, of the penny and also the, even the $1 bill. Yeah, the, the, the $1 bill. Well, now, and for the first time that I've seen, uh, there is an argument here to be made uh, against the $100 bill. And it's quite an argument, too. There is uh, a belief that it may help uh, not only in terms of, like, being tidy and, and work at the at the mint and all, uh, but it could, and this is the argument, we'll get to it, uh, it could uh, improve and enhance the United States economy overall. All right, let's walk through this a little bit. Uh, since the coronavirus pandemic hit, uh, cash has all but disappeared, right? When, when was the last time you uh, executed a cash transaction? I, I know that uh, you know it happens from time to time. I couldn't tell you the last time I uh, bought something uh, with cash. In fact, there are a number of places or restaurants, retailers uh, who are you know not of the mind to accept cash. M- most of them say uh, you know that contactless transactions are preferred uh, and that cash is to be discouraged. Uh, you know they can't cut off. Uh, that that stream entirely, but there are some that have. There are some places where you cannot uh, transact in cash, and uh, there are some that might say that's illegal. And I, I don't really know, uh, but uh, some have said, "Yeah, no, cash is cash isn't uh, going to work here." All right, uh, we do a lot of uh, shopping online. You know that's uh, you know that's a trend that has been uh, tipping up for ticking up for how many years now? You know, you can you can scroll back pretty far in your Amazon delivery 
uh, <laughs> our records. I know I can. Um, there are some that believe that paper money today seems uh, dirtier than ever. Dirtier. Oh, uh, producer Amy's uh, shaking her head. I know that in the you know pandemic era, in the COVID era, as we you know grapple to understand how this deal is transmitted, there are some that think that you can catch it on money. I don't know that the contact tracers have ever uh, backtracked the coronavirus to a one hundred dollar bill, uh, but uh, nonetheless, there are those that have that fear. And also, lastly, uh, you know, one place where you get your hands on many of these hundreds is either at the bank uh, or in uh, little ATMs. Some of those are uh, in little rooms. You don't want to go in there. There's no air in there. It could be uh, COVID crawling. Well, an interesting reality is that since the, the pandemic hit, there is almost inexplicably more paper money out in the world. There's now over $2 trillion in paper money out in the world. That's about $200 billion more than there was at the start of the year. The, the, the explanation for that is that the uh, pandemic panic uh, had little to do with that, but that for years our daily use of cash had simply declined and the amount of paper money floating around has grown faster than the overall economy. And that is largely uh, thanks to $100 bills. There are... This stat, when I learned it this morning, Gustavo told me of this, I I couldn't believe it. There are more $100 bills than $1 bills out in circulation. There are more $100 bills than there are $1 bills. That's enough. If you were to take all the $100 bills that are currently in circulation and you were to uh, concentrate them here in the United States, divide them equally, uh, and distribute them to each and every American, there is there are enough $100 bills circulating around – U.S. $100 bills in circulation around the globe to give every person in America $4,000 in hundreds. $4,000. Now, where where is the money? Where where are these $100 bills? Well, it turns out that people in developing countries outside the United States, many of them keep their life savings in U.S. $100 bills. Why? Well, because uh, U.S. currency is viewed as a dependable and reliable currency. Uh, Many developing countries have unreliable local currencies and shaky banks, and the the confidence in that currency is just not as high as it is uh, in in the the U.S. $100 bill. And so for that matter, developing countries uh, show many, many individuals who hold on to their life savings or healthy percentages and portions of their savings in $100 bills. Another is uh, black market stuff. There are uh, tons of people who use cash to evade taxes. Yeah, it's not just in the movies. People actually do this in large numbers. Drug traffickers, stolen merchandise, all of it requires uh, uh, hefty amounts of cash. And to minimize volume, you get that in hundreds. Stores... Uh, in Southern California, closed. But a number of them, we have also learned, were fronts where these drug dealers would uh, launder their money. 
and and oddly enough, this leaves uh, the drug dealers with a problem. Huge piles of cash. <laughs> but now, as we wrap up, there is the, the, the question of why, uh, in terms of economics, would we want to get rid of uh, the $100 bill? The, Ken uh, Rogoff with Harvard University, an econ- econ- economist, argues uh, that getting rid of paper money uh, would lead to fewer problems. Getting uh, rid of it, we'd be a lot better off if there were less cash in the world. He argues that uh, getting rid of the hundreds uh, and, in, for that matter, fifties would let normal people, and this is these are his this is his phrase, uh, would let uh, you know n- normal law-abiding people uh, go about their cashy business. If we get uh, rid of big bills, that would make it much less convenient uh, to move around large sums of paper money. All right. And often the movement of that uh, of those large sums of money, uh, that is a place where where crime is committed. Yeah. And if you get uh, that money out of the hands of criminals and you get it circulating uh, amongst law abiding people, uh, there are taxes for that. And those will make their way uh, into the government coffers and you can uh, you know, be happy or saddened by that. Uh, but it is the case. And lastly, the. The claim by this Harvard University economist is that it would help the U.S. recover faster from economic crisis by making it easier for the Federal Reserve uh, to essentially uh, boost the economy by setting negative interest rates. Here's why. At moments like uh, the one we're in now, people hoard money because they're scared. I'm guilty of that. All right. I I have uh, been spending far less. And when everybody hoards money all at once, uh, that's bad news for the economy. Now, saving is good, uh, but moving money is also good. Saving money is good for you and me as individuals. uh, But when the movement of money halts, uh, that can mean uh, trouble for uh, the economy at large. And so uh, if we get some of that cash out of circulation, the Federal Reserve uh, can can fight the, the hoarding instinct uh, by lowering these interest rates. So I got to take a break now. Uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If you uh, have found yourself holding on uh, to money, if you have, due to the coronavirus, uh, been been startled into hoarding, I'd like to hear from you. 57500. And that, that word hoarding, that's eh, not so great. Saving. We'll call it saving. Uh, Let me know. Next up, we're speaking with a ninth grader from West High School has just earned himself $5,000 from the Boston Globe Foundation. How'd he do it? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.